Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name is Brian. I am a fellow small church pastor in the trenches with every one of you folks, joined by two of the people in this room, Joey and Colby. Guys, what is up? My life is dope and I do dope things. And I'm blessed. I will say this, fellas. When I ask that question of what's up, I feel like I'm a prognosticator. And I can tell what the future is going to behold. <laughs> I feel like when I say that, hey, guys, how are you doing? That I should just be able to tell already that Colby's life is blessed and he does dope things. And, yeah, so anyway. So my wife wanted me to get this uh, this ID thing for my, my Garmin because uh, she's like, well, if you're out and and fall out, like like anticipating a heart attack or something like that while I'm out running, uh, she's like, people can see what. So I actually have the. My life is dope, and I do dope things. No, on it. Stop it. Yes, I do. Stop it. That's it, awesome. It, it called for information, like phone numbers and stuff like that. <laughs> but I put in there, my life is dope, and I do dope things. So. Well, if if you do fall out, it might just say my life was dope. <laughs> my life I was dope, and I tips. did good things. Dope things. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, Joey. What are we going to do with this? I mean, this guy's got a fancy garment. I'm over here with a five-year-old Fitbit that doesn't quite work right. Hey, yeah, you can't hide I'm money now. Mine lasts another day, so it's, it's still lighting up today. Well, if yours is tomorrow. like mine, it, it will last another day as long as you don't type in any exercise on it. That's how I know. <laughs> I'm not overusing my Fitbit because it doesn't track a lot of exercise. Well, no, I don't do I, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So I was going to tell you guys I do CrossFit. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, but uh, this morning I was doing some running stuff, and it actually I didn't even put in there run, and it just knew I was running because my heart rate got up to like two hundred, and, and it was like it it, it, it came off on spots. it came on the thing, and it said, "We hope you're running." So, uh. so this is I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was having a pastoral conversation the other day, and my watch vibrated. And I looked down, and my heart rate had elevated so much during this conversation that it it put me in my ideal peak zone. <laughs> and I'm like, just having a conversation. Maybe I should either <laughs> learn how to process emotions a little bit differently, or stop talking to this particular person about this particular situation. But my watch thinks that I'm running a 5K, so here we go. <clears throat> but you know what? At the end of the week, when it sends me that report. It's going to show that I was exercising. That's, it. So, That's come all on. that matters. Come on, exercising for the Lord. Here we go. Well, now that we've run off the other 10 listeners, the two of you that are left, um, by the way, hi, Mom. The two of you <laughs> that are left, we are continuing this little mini-series we've been talking about, The Art of Preaching. We talked on our last episode about kind of some differences between expository and topical preaching and how anything that I say is the only way to do it and anything that anybody else says is absolutely needs to be filtered through me and all of that. We hope that that was really good and, and encouraging for you. Today, we are continuing that conversation by looking at a preaching calendar, at what it looks like to plan out your preaching over the course of a year, or in some cases, maybe even longer than that. Okay, I'm a little confused. That's a shock. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to say the look on your face. He was waiting. That. He was waiting. I've been waiting for an hour to throw that one in there. <laughs> okay. We derailed him. Now he doesn't know what. He's like he's preaching now. He doesn't know what to say he's next. Con- he's confused on what he's confused about. <laughs> what are you confused about there, Joey? You're talking about a preaching calendar. Don't you... The Holy Spirit is all you need. You're talking about planning out. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you that week. Drop that thing in your spirit. Oh, wow. Yes, Lord. Come on now. 
preaching calendar? What is this about? I'm speaking heresy right now, aren't I? Like you should take me out, nail me to a stake, and just set me ablaze, right? Because I'm preaching all of this evil stuff here. How are you going to let the Holy Spirit move if you got a plan? Right. I mean, you planned it out. Yeah. So, and by the way, I just want to say this, Joey. We all love you. We all dearly, dearly care about you. And thank you for setting me up that way, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Joey doesn't feel that way. Now, um, if we will be, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I'm he's looking really confused. Okay. I'm, sp- I'm speaking in faith. I'm speaking in faith right now that Joey doesn't feel that way. That is an objection that we get when we talk about planning out a preaching calendar, especially whenever you start throwing in a preaching calendar for a year or mm-hmm. a year and a half out. Like, wait, what if the Holy Spirit wants to do something different then? So, uh, you know what my standard response to that is? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Because this is his job, not mine. Good. Let him do something different. But also, what if the Holy Spirit wants to help us as we prepare for where we're going? Six months early. Six months early. Twelve months early. There's no way God could do that. Really? I I read that somewhere where he can. Oh, man. So I guess we could probably say that you can get just as much Holy Spirit interaction in your preparation time as you do in your preaching time. Yeah, if he can speak to you that week, he can speak to you six months in advance yeah. about that week. Yeah. And now oh. to be to be clear here, now of the three of us, two of us are professed Pentecostals. Okay. Colby, we know that you're not a Pentecostal because of your denominational connection, but we also know that you believe that the Holy Spirit still is active and at work. Absolutely. And so I hate those kind of delineating lines and all of that. So we're definitely saying the Holy Spirit can absolutely, on the morning of, he, while you're walking up to the pulpit, the Holy Spirit could be like, hey, let's shift and go into this direction. We're not saying that that's not something that happens. But what we are saying, or at least what I are saying, is this. Oftentimes the Holy Ghost gets blamed for preaching that was not his fault. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yes. right? Like, and I, I worked for a pastor when I was in college, and he would always say this. And me and my buddy... We uh, we were on staff together, and we still joke about it to this day. He would say uh, very regularly, about, about once every four weeks, I've got a message direct from the throne room of heaven. <laughs> and what that meant was he wrote it that morning. That's what it meant. It didn't mean that God intervened in time and space and gave him. Now, some c- cases possibly it did mean that. but ugh. I'm still trying to def- determine if that last statement was about me or not. So. <laughs> That's okay. You still got your confused look. Just hold on. We'll get to where we're going to, right? <laughs> well, I... I I did that about the Holy Spirit and speaking, but I used to think that way until I started using a calendar because I never used the calendar before. I never saw the advantage of it. And so I used to feel that way. But now that I've, I've been using a calendar for a couple of years, I I don't want to go back to the other Mm. way. And I don't know if it's something that they, they teach you. They didn't teach me this idea, this, uh, how to design and and schedule sermon series and all that stuff. They didn't teach me that in Bible college. I don't know if they taught you guys anything like that in college, but they were just like, so I became a pastor on August 5th, 2012. On August 4th, I was completely clueless, but on August 5th, I knew all of it, right? (laughs) So, so at that point, you're just supposed to know how to do this stuff. And so I, I walked around. I still walk around clueless, but I walked around really clueless then. Uh, like, how am I supposed to do this? You know, am I supposed to wait till Saturday night to write a sermon? I've, I've, I've written sermons to fill pulpits, but I had like three or four weeks notice and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't have that notice anymore. I got one week. I got to do it again, you know, and so, yeah. and, and every week it's got to be new. So I, I would have loved to have had this resource 
10 years ago when I became a pastor, because then I would have been like, oh, hey, I can do this. This yeah. is how it works. We, I never had any classes on that. In my classes that dealt with leadership and preaching and stewarding the pulpit, it was always very heavy on how to exposit the text and how to interpret the text. But it was very little on here's exactly how you can sit down and work out a calendar. Mm-hmm. Now, now, we talked about the power of series and how it's important that we can you know, do mini-series or whatever it is, however you want to look at it. But it wasn't until after college... I actually sat down with a friend of mine who had been pastoring for a little while, and so had I at this time. And he's like, hey, it was like we discovered fire. Like, dude, I've been doing this, and it's really awesome. And, oh, I don't have to worry about am I really hearing from God or not. And I can really sit down and spend energy working on these messages ahead of time. And it it really changed the game for me. And and that's what happened with me is I – Four years ago, I sat down with you, Brian, and and you're the one that shared with me your calendar, and I'm looking at it like a monkey doing a math problem. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening and the there. The funny and part I, about that is, I shared the calendar with you that my friend shared with me. Right, and so, so I just had changed the names of the service. So, yeah. so, and I just started preaching what you had scheduled, and it was like <laughs> I was like, hey, I don't want to do any thinking here, right? It's already done. So it was you. We, uh, you uh, I'm still work preaching a week that behind him. Yeah, and right. Get his sermon no, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it he was, got his illustrations. but it, it was, it was that conversation with you that we talked about it and it was, uh, it, it was like, Hey, you know, this is the schedule that I'm using. And so I just borrowed that and started working through that. And, yeah. and, uh, there were no resources available. It was just kind of word of mouth and, you know, right. whatever somebody else was doing and passing that stuff down. Yeah. I think it's important for us at this juncture to really talk about why we think this is important. Okay. We think that this is a great way to hear God and to put a lot of energy and intentionality into making sure we're communicating for God accurately. Mm-hmm. Mo- every preacher that has ever preached has had this experience. It doesn't go out as easily as it come in. It's like we're in our prayer time or we're in our study time, even our sermon writing time. And it's like the Holy Spirit's just like bombs are going off inside of us. Like, man, we can't wait to get to the pulpit. And we get to the pulpit and all of a sudden we're just like, uh, right. <laughs> like, I don't even know words as hard <laughs> and it just doesn't sometimes come out of us the way that God puts it in our, in our heart. And what happens when you start working with the calendar is it gives you an opportunity to really spend time fine tuning those messages ahead of time. Like if I could, and we've all had this experience, I've talked to you and I know I'm talking to the listener as well now. We've all had those moments where we've said the final amen and we've been on the ride home or whatever. And we're like, man, I could have used this illustration for that point. And then, but that time's gone now. Mm -hmm. Planning things out ahead of time in a calendar gives you a lot of opportunities to look well down the road at what can work here and what can work there. Yeah, and I found instead of going, Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? What do you want to say? And and trying to find something to say in Friday night, going, Lord, I got to have something for you to say. And then Saturday night, Lord, what what is the word for the people today? Yeah. I then can be thinking all week on what do you want to say about this, Lord? Yeah, and then here's another, here's a completely non-spiritual but super spiritual re- reality as well. What were your your wife and your young kid at that time doing while dad's on Friday night and Saturday? He's physically present, but he's mentally not there Mm -hmm. because he's thinking about what is he going to preach and what's he going to say. It's super weird. The first probably three months that I was going with a calendar when Saturday hit, and I'm just like, 
I was doing whatever. I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm supposed right to be now. doing like what's what do happening? I do with my hands. It was super weird <laughs> and it was super awkward yeah. because I'm so used to like and I always joke about this. I joke before we hit start on this that if you if your ser- if your service starts at ten o'clock, you should start writing your sermon at nine thirty. Wait as long as possible because you're older and wiser by that point, right? So, but that, that's a joke. Like we had, Joey and I had the same preaching professor, albeit several years removed because Joey is significantly, significantly older, older than us. But the same preaching professor at our college, Emmanuel College, he would always say this. We don't want any Saturday night specials, folks. And I mean, this guy had been preaching like he delivered the first sermon after the waters dried down and Noah and his family came off the ark. So for him to give that kind of wisdom to distill that to us, it really has made an impact in my life. So you you asked earlier, did you have any teachers talk about that? He did. The, the uh, professor that Brian is talking about, he said he would have folders with sermon titles in, in subject matter that he had planned out in advance. And if he run across an article, then he would put it, in there so that when he got to that sermon that week, he pulled out and he had a wealth of material to look at, uh, to preach, to uh-huh. have a support for the, the message that he had there. Uh, and he used that also as an illustration that the Holy Spirit can speak beforehand also, that you don't have to wait to the day of to be led by the Holy yeah. Spirit. You can be led in advance. Cause the, wait, 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 wait. Don't tell the story because I want to tell a story that's nowhere near as good as that one. Okay. So let me tell my story so then you can tell the better one. Okay, very good. <laughs> so we pl- we typically go verse by verse through our stuff at Forward Church. And uh, I talked all about how amazing that is in our previous episode. But you you're not doing it for this uh, current series. We are doing it verse by verse, but I'm not going deep verse by verse. So I'm reading them verse by verse. I'm just not going as deep. It's a flyover, which (laughs) sucks. But anyway, um, so we did a series through Philippians and it was amazing. We had a really difficult, stressful moment, like a, like we had a church split. And on the last day, when the folks that split the church were there on their final day, we come to the passage in Philippians where Paul is pleading with Euodia and Syntyche to agree in the Lord. On the freaking day that this church split <laughs> happened, like we all knew, hey, this is where they're leaving. They're taking people with them, so we're just going to pray over them and just God bless them in faith. Because I didn't want to bless them, I wanted God to do other things to them. But the very day we planned this sermon series out months in advance, but it just so happened to be where we were at that day was. I'll never forget it. The big idea of the passage is the price of unity is humility. If we can be humble, we can be unified together. I'll never forget that. That's burned into my brain because God was there in the preparation. But Joey's got an even better story that is killer for the, that is wonderful for this particular passage. <laughs> Wrong choice of words there. So, <sighs> Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> Bless so, God. Uh, he said the week that Kennedy got killed, the title of his sermon was in times like this. And so he didn't have a change of thing he didn't, because the Lord already knew in advance what it was going to be. And because he was listening to the Holy Spirit in advance, it was already ready for him. I mean, come on with that, man. Like, I, I've heard it said before, well, if your God's got a brain, he can talk to you before the last minute. And that's what was happening with, with yes. this professor. Like, God is constantly cultivating and getting him prepared for that moment. And, and we've all experienced times like that and similar that you plan out, you're looking, you're praying, God, what do you want to do here? And you're moving. And it just happened. It's the right thing for the right time because God can speak in advance. I love that. So if you're out there in listener land and you're going, well, you can't plan the Holy Spirit. That's not what we're saying. 
we're not saying that you can plan a move of the Holy Spirit. Like that's not what, at least that's not what I'm saying. I don't think that's what the rest of you guys are saying that we can plan mm-hmm. a move of the Holy Spirit, but here's what we can do. We can go out there in our sailboats and raise the sails and hope that wind shows up. And when we're planning a sermon series out, when we're planning this calendar out months or years in advance, what we're doing is we're bringing hours and hours of prayerful, fasting, conversation, all of that to bear on, God, we believe that this year you want to speak about this, 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 and this, and here's how we're planning that out. Is that Would that be a fair enough yes, assessment? That's to say? what I would say. So here's what we're saying. Man, spend time praying about it. You can't... It, Let me just get on a soapbox for a second, and you guys throw a rock and knock me off of it whenever I've been there too long. If your habit of preaching is you're a Saturday night special person, you're a last-minute preacher because you've got a whole lot of things going on in life, I get it, and I completely understand that. But that is not healthy for you in the long run. You can't sustain that pace forever. And so start building things into your life that can help you get ahead of the game a little bit. And so that's what a preaching calendar will help you do. Now, maybe you can't plan out the next 12 months. Can you plan out the next 12 sermons? Well, I can't do that. Can you plan out the next two sermons? Can you have at least an idea of where you feel like God is taking you? Like you don't have to, it's like an elephant. You don't have to eat it one bite at a time. Okay. You can, you do have to take it one (laughs) bite at a time. You don't have to eat it in one sitting is what I'm trying to say. Um, and so, man, just start where you are, spend time praying, spend time conversating with people. I talk with these guys all the time, but hey, man, what are you preaching? What's going on? What's God doing? I'm thinking about doing this. Tell me what your thoughts are. Like, you don't don't just get in a room after hearing this podcast and say, okay, I'm going to knock out all of next year's sermons. That's that's not the way to go about mm-hmm. doing it. Hallelujah. And, and I, it, I'll step down now. And, and the Holy Spirit can change what can change you, can change what your you thought it was supposed to be this, or you wrote down this, and and here you are. So so with my current calendar, it was uh, I'm currently I just started the book of James um, this past That's Sunday, one, and and so now I'm in James two this week, and I had verses one through thirteen down since like November October November last year. I had James for this next week. It was James two one through thirteen. And when I sat down to work on that sermon, it was nope, go to fourteen. And so I start I look started reading fourteen through twenty six and it's like, that's what I want you to do. And so I've changed it. I, I had to and, and so you have to be open to that idea. But if I just shot from the hip, I probably wouldn't even be in the book of James this week, you know? So you've got to be able I, I I really believe as you said earlier, the Holy Spirit can talk to you six months earlier. The Holy Spirit's not going to just wait until the last second. It could change your mind on on the way up to the pulpit. Could could say to you, "No, you're going to preach on this," and so you have to be obedient to that, or you can be disobedient to that. It's your call. Um, <laughs> but it, it's not recommended. But you can do that. But it is uh, it, the Holy Spirit will work six months earlier, twelve months earlier, as well as twelve minutes earlier. And what we're saying is, don't be rigid. From yeah. here and don't be rigid with your That's calendar. No. Like, no, I got this. This is what's on the calendar. We got to do that. I wrote Allow it on the whiteboard. The Holy it's Spirit. stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let make room for the Holy Spirit to move, and you can adjust your calendar. Um, yeah, I would say this. Have a plan. So think of it this way: everybody that's listening to this, their service has a set time when it begins. So they've scheduled the Holy Spirit to show up at that time. <laughs> yep. 
Right. Now, we may not have a scheduled end time because we want to give freedom to the Holy Spirit, but you got a scheduled start time. 1130 is a Why time. can't you have a scheduled <laughs> sermon time? Like, yeah. come on, man. Everybody that's come in has an expectation for when, well, when the sermon's going to be over with, too. That's now, right. now, listener, yeah, mm-hmm. Pastor, if you really want to have some fun with this, don't tell the church secretary that you changed the verse, the verses that they put in the bulletin. <laughs> don't tell them until Sunday morning that it's changed because it'll just mess up the whole oh, bulletin on. and everything we have will be some a people, mess. <laughs> we have some listeners that aren't privy to what us pastors do and without them knowing that this, we're giving secretaries you're, you're, a hard time, right. okay? You're not intentionally. <laughs> not intentionally giving them a hard time. But, you know what, you know, though? When something changes... And it's it messes up the the, the bulletin. I mean, you, you're gonna you're gonna get a talking to. Uh, plain and simple, <laughs> the secretary's gonna say, "No, you told me you were preaching on James two one through eleven, and you didn't preach on one through eleven. What what's going on?" So I so, I sense the Holy Spirit is saying that this is a podcast, Colby, and not a counseling session. Col- Colby, Colby, talk to your talk to your secretary. Talk to your secretary, Colby. You know what though? You are bringing up a great point. The farther out we can plan the easier we make our job on the people that work with us yeah. mm-hmm. on the worship team. If they're going to get songs to go with it, I, I don't, I'm not the guy that wants all the songs to go with the the, Me the message. That's not who I am. However, for Easter, literally the title of my message was the title of one of our songs. And I was able to say to our worship director, like, Hey, I don't butt into this at all, but we're doing this song on Easter. Like I'm just telling you a few weeks out cause it's going to be perfect. But you know what? If you are that person, dude, the farther out you are, the more you can work with your team. If you've got people that do your multimedia, like your PowerPoints or your 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 pro presenter or any of that, it's easier for them to work with it if they've got two or three weeks notice than is if is than it is if they have two or three minutes notice. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know something else? Here's an unintended consequence. It lets them know that you prepare. Mm-hmm. And if you think about if you show up to somebody's house that you were they were expecting you. Like we, we try to, we used to back in the day before we got super busy, we'd all get together with our families and hang out. Imagine showing up to my house and I'm like, Oh, hang hang on a second. That actually happened to you one time. It did. You showed up like, I think our time got off like an hour or something. You showed up early and I'm like rocking and rolling with my guitar playing. Got my own, I'm playing in my underwear. First time at his house. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even know which door to go to. So beating on all kinds of doors. So I still had time to get ready before they showed up and we got our wires crossed and I'm like, my phone rings and Colby's like, Hey, uh, are you playing guitar? I'm like, yeah, in my underwear. Why? (laughs) You're not supposed to be here now. And but like when you show up to a place like that and somebody's not expecting you, you're like, well, what in the heck is the deal? This, they're not even prepared for me. Sometimes that's what we send that message whenever we're like, oh, Holy Spirit shifting us and we're changing. We're not saying the Holy Spirit can't shift you or change you. What we're saying is, if every Sunday there's an urgent prophetic message from heaven that's shifting you away from your plan. I'm not even going to, you fill in the blank. If you've listened to this podcast for longer than six weeks, you know what I would be thinking about that. So you can fill in the blank on that. Joey, go ahead. Um, so nuts and bolts, because we probably all develop our calendar a little different in here. So let's, can we talk nuts and yeah. bolts for the people? How do you, Brian, develop your calendar? That's, that's really a great question because I was about to go off in the tangent land. So I think that the important thing, is to have it in your schedule. You say it all the time. You have taught me this over the years. If it doesn't get written down, it doesn't get done. And so schedule, when is it you're going to work on it? If you're like me and you need, I've got to feel it. It's got to just feel right. So I need I need a few months. It takes me two months on average to plan out my calendar for the next year, which is stupid 
if you're like me and you spend a year and a half in one book of the Bible, why should it take you that long, Brian, to plan that out? But at any rate, that's another sermon for another day. I like to be able to have wiggle room to where I can sit and I can schedule out the whole thing. And then I can go back in a day or two and look at it and go, I don't like that. I'm going to re- rewrite it. Then I can go back in a week and go, ah, I'm going to switch this from here to there because it gives me time. Mm-hmm. So the, the most important thing I'll tell you with that is to schedule out your time. For me, I start in August and September. So, or September and October. So depending, that's whenever I start looking at, okay, I'm going to start having retreats. My personal retreats now are all, I'll cut some of them into sermon planning retreats. I really try to, man, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm listening to our congregation. Sometimes I send out some feelers of, hey, what would you like to learn? What would you like me to address biblically? Sometimes I'm just listening to what people are talking about in their conversations or looking at what they're posting on social media. Because all of these things are indicators of, hey, here's how I can help shepherd my crowd here by seeing where they're at and what they need. So schedule out some time. For me, it takes about two months to really get at that and look at that. And that's where I start. And now, to help the listeners out, you do verse by verse, but you break it down into many series yeah. where the scriptures are dealing with topics. You'll deal with that topic and have a yeah. mini series out of that. Yeah. With so and, many weeks. So it'll take you a little bit more to develop that than somebody else that's doing topical yeah. like I do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that it does take me two months with that. For example, I, I'm going on my sabbatical in a few weeks. Part of my sabbatical is planning out my preaching calendar. Now, it's coming way early, but I, I'm going to preach verse by verse through the Gospel of John. We'll probably be in the Gospel of John for almost two years. So that's going to get really boring. That's going to be really stale for a lot of people. So what I do is I sit down and look at the themes, and I break the themes into mini-series. So like John 1 is all about Jesus in the beginning. So that might be a three-week sermon series that talks about the preexistent nature of Jesus, and if he was there before, he'll be there now. We might do just a sermon series on the I am statements of Jesus mm-hmm. and broken it down into that way. So what that does is it gives me time to step back and really look at how to best present this material to our folks. And that helps if you're a verse by verse person for sure. And I like something you said there that you get some, what you might need to touch on by looking at people's social media. I've never thought of that and probably scares me a little bit to yeah, see. So <laughs> to, here's to where I come that. with that. So I was, I think it might have been, it was either Preaching Rocket or Church Fuel, one of those, those church growth places. I was looking at building a sermon calendar. And one of the things that they said to do is to look at the New York Times bestseller list and to look at the Amazon books bestseller list. Because the books that people are buying shows what they're interested in. And just like we would do this sometimes with blockbuster movies, right? Like what movies are people watching? These are the things that are interesting people. These are the things that are getting their attention. And so we can help play on that because people are already talking about that. Now, I'm a verse-by-verse guy. And so if the text is some random obscure text, but that's the very next section, I'm going to deal with it. Some people will say the church is you're giving people answers to questions they're not asking. And I would agree to that. Everybody doesn't care about the seven lampstands in Revelation. But if I can figure out how to apply that to a very real area in people's lives, that will be helpful. So looking at social media, stuff like that helps. And for our younger listeners, a blockbuster was a, a physical building that you went to, and they had these uh, rectangular, thick uh, uh, tapes that you could take home and put in your Wait VCR. Wait you're going to tape stuff up. What are you talking about? Uh, and watch, so that, just so you wonder that, yeah, uh, wonder what that was when he's talking about that. Uh, another thing I've done to find out what my people might be interested in is put out a survey. Yeah, uh, really good. 
do a little survey. Hey, what makes you be interested in? And then when I get those in, if there's three or four or five that are matching, then I know that's a topic that needs to be addressed within the congregation. And here's a helpful tip with that. You can go to surveymonkey.com and you can make your own type of survey. So you could be, you could put three questions on it. What type of topics do you want me to talk about this year? Do you like me? Do you like red grapes, right? And they, they can answer yes or no to those. And the beautiful thing about SurveyMonkey is people can answer anonymously. Because here's what I found. People like to give anonymous stuff. And somebody may want to hear what the Bible says about sexuality, but they don't want to put sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so yeah. as their name down. Yeah. But if they have a way where they can say that anonymously and you can't trace their handwriting because it's SurveyMonkey.com. Uh, yeah, a, don't make them put your. If you do a survey, a written survey, don't make them put their name on it. Let them write it in and have yeah. a place they turn it in, so yeah. you're not seeing who turns it in when. Yeah. So, Colby, how do you develop your sermon calendar? A wing and a prayer. Okay, all right. Good. What kind of wing? The drums <laughs> or the flats? The flats. The flats. Always flats. flats. Yes. No. I, um, so, like I said, I, I got with Brian uh, several years ago, and he showed me this, you know, how he was doing it, and I, I kind of took that for a while and and worked with that and. Um, now what I do is, uh, the monthly retreats, uh, I, I spend time like Brian, it's, it's September, October is, is when I'm in my prayer time and, and really focusing in on the next year. Um, I, I tried to, I was doing 12 months out Well, I was doing the whole next year. So, um, you know, if I'm doing it in October, it's, I'm doing like, if I did it this, this coming October, it'll be for 2023. Um, I, I stop doing the whole year and I go to Memorial day. Mm. And so I plan, I plan January to May, the end of May. So why Memorial day? I just picked it. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, no rhyme or reason. It's just something yeah. I picked. Um, because during the summer I tried to do something different, just something, you know, uh, yeah. we talked about it a couple of times, a couple episodes ago where, uh, I had people bring in an item and then the next week I preached on how to share Jesus using that, yeah. that item. Um, and I think that's and, important. And so too. I'll use a, I'll use the summer as kind of something different. Uh, this year we're doing something different as well, uh, through the summer. Um, so I plan up to summer and then I do something different during summer and then I plan again for the for the fall um time frame as well. Uh, plus you've got more big rocks in the fall that you can throw in there. You've got your fall kickoff, you know, your back to church today, you've got your Thanksgiving, your Christmas, that type of stuff. Um so I try to I try to plan all that stuff um through starting in October and then uh February, March time frame is when I'm planning the rest of the, you know, I'll, I'll do my summer planning um, and then I'll do my, in the summertime, I'll do my, my fall planning. Yeah. So I, about three times a year, I, I'm, I'm sitting down intentional with writing out my, my plan of what I'm going to do with, um, and, and again, it, it's all uh, preloaded with a lot of prayer um, yeah. and, and making sure that I'm doing what, what I feel God wants me to do, um, not feel what I believe God wants me to do. That's really cool, man. I, I love that because what I didn't really realize is I will plan out my year, but close to summertime is when I'm also going to stop and circle the wagons and evaluate if I was hearing correctly mm -hmm. or if I'm – so I kind of been doing a little bit of what you've been doing without realizing, realizing that. That's why I'm like, well, why, why May? Because that's yeah. about – summer is a, just a different beast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, attendance is down. Typically, people that are in your building on summer, they're your diehards. Um, and so, yeah, I love that you're doing something different for summer. Um, and, and so, yeah, yeah. I'm taking notes. <laughs> so here's something, too, to talk about, too, in that. 
is that this is seasonal. Ministry life is seasonal. Now, we don't have an off season, but we, we have kind of a not as on season. And that's summertime. So capitalize on that, but also realize as you're planning your calendar out, say, for example, you're in the middle of a series on depression, okay? And Easter falls midway through. you got a seven-week series, and on week four is Easter. <laughs> Probably you could plan that series out a little bit better, okay? That series, because you've got to leverage your calendar. Easter is a huge day for the church. Mother's Day can become a huge day for your church as well. Make sure you're leveraging that the right way with your preaching as well. Um, I've, I've heard of churches that have been going verse by verse through stuff, and that's me, okay? Again, that's me. That have been like, okay, this week is Easter. At this church, we go verse by verse, and right now we're in Hebrews nine, and it has nothing to do with the resurrection. It has nothing to do like it. You've shoehorned resurrection in there, but be very cognizant of your your time. Typically, what we've seen work is one of two things: either kick off a brand new series on the day of the big event, or kick it off the next week so people have a reason to bait the hook to bring mm-hmm. them back. And quite frankly, baiting the hook to bring them back is not, hey, we're continuing our 18-month series next week, come back. Hmm. Because people feel like they're showing up to the movie halfway through. And nobody wants to show up to a movie halfway through. Again, another reason I would advise you if you're going to do long series, break it into miniseries. Um, so capitalize on your calendar. Easter, Mother's Day. Kobe was talking about back to church Sunday or fall kickoff, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Father's War. Day. Father's Day. Yeah. Ooh. Nobody cares about Father's Day. I care about Father's Day. Except fathers. <laughs> I got Father's Day, or as I call it, leave me the heck alone and let me have meat <laughs> day. All right. Joe, but I feel anything? those, I'm sorry, I, I fill those in first. And yeah, then I, and then I see, yeah. then I see, okay, how many Sundays do I have prior to Easter? Uh, that, that I need to fill in. And then, then I work through, I work through that schedule because I, I don't want to be in the middle of a schedule, uh, a sermon series and then stop it for one week for Resurrection Sunday and then pick it back up the next week. So I, I plan. So I, I am intentional of stopping, um, the Sunday before Palm Sunday. I do a Palm Sunday message, an Easter message, and then I start a new one the week after. Yeah. And, and I've done that one for several years. Same you. thing with Christmas, same thing with all the other ones. I, yeah. I plan to start a new one after that event. I'll tell you, this year, we so the wave, the four weeks leading up, we decided to do a whole different sermon series, which we just ended a year-and-a-half-long series through First Corinthians. So we had four weeks leading up to Easter. And we did a topical series called Go Fish about being followers of Jesus or fishers of people. That's it. That's the big topic. And in that four-week series, I talked about the importance of evangelism, the importance of witnessing, and the practical way you can do that by inviting people to church. And I shared stories every week of me inviting people to church. Four weeks leading up to Easter, we tripled our attendance. Okay? Part of that was because that's what we were teaching. Mm-hmm. And you have to stop and ask yourself this question. Is the goal of discipleship learning material or is the goal of discipleship living a lifestyle of obedience that glorifies God? I think that it's living a life of obedience that glorifies God. The way we do that is by learning material. So I'm having to ask this question. What is the end result? Why does God want me preaching to these people today? And I think that that can help drive how we plan our sermon calendar. If you've got a church, like look at how Paul wrote his letters. Paul writing to the Philippians is a totally different tone an emotional feeling than what Paul said to the Corinthians, right? At versus what James is saying to the church that he, to the group of Christians he's writing to. 
If you've got a church that's struggling right now, man, with sexuality, deal with that issue. If you've got a church that's struggling with finances, deal with that issue and show how the Bible comes to bear on whatever issue it is that they're dealing with, and you can package that in sermon series that can be leveraged for for your your good. I'm done now, Joey. You can you can bring the mic. Back. How do you how do you plan yours, Joey? Uh, so I October November I'll take two days. I I, I got it planned in that I take two days for my retreat, and so that's 48 hours I'll be away, and I pray and I seek God. And I look at that, and I get my big dates in. I got my Easter. I got my Palm Sunday. I got Pentecost Sunday. I got uh, my Welcome Home. I get that in there. And then my Christmas. And then, Welcome Home, is that your fall? Is that what your fall date is? Yeah, welcome yeah. Home? Yeah, I love that. And so then I, you know, I look and I put, I call my associate and said, this is the month you're going to get. The month. And, yeah. The month. Lord, man. I need you know, Jesus. Send me an associate. I, <laughs> uh, when, when do you, and then do I you have his, a, his contact information. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and put it out there for all podcast listeners. But, I, <laughs> but then I look, what days am I going to be away that I'm going to need somebody filling in? And so I'll go ahead and. Go, hey, we're going to be in this series. This is what you do. But I, I take behind my big events. What, how many weeks do I got between uh, Easter and Pentecost Sunday? Okay, well, I can do a six-week. This this year was six weeks. Uh, I think every year is six weeks, isn't it? But anyway, uh, five, seven weeks, five weeks, six Sundays. Anyway, um, so I do my hero series now. And so I set up my He's heroes. Talking about me and you. I know. It, talking about me and yeah. you on the hero series. I set it up on I said Easter. Hero series. Hero series. <laughs> Sorry. So I set it up on uh, Easter. Um, so I would entice them back to that series. And so Mother's Day, the hero is going to be Esther. And my wife's preaching on that day. And so. We, we build that in there and I, and I, the, what's going to draw them back after the big events? And then I just fill in what I'm feeling like the Lord wants me to teach on the other places. And usually I don't plan out. You, I don't get all the way to the end of the year. Yeah. I usually get it to October and that's when I hit a wall and, and I have to, that? I don't plan out the, I just plan out the first three quarters of the year. I don't get the whole thing. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's light years ahead of what the way we used to do it. Yes. We used to, man, come Thursday, I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. I got to find something to preach. And I think sometimes for me, I don't want to speak for anybody else other than me, even though I do. I think for me, when I would get into that place and I had no idea what to preach, I would preach my own pet things. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always about passion for Jesus. Your church is lame because you don't scream when you worship and you better get in the Bible. So I would just recycle the same old language over and over and over again. And, man, you can't get fresh and you can't grow that way. And then you wonder why people are... Well, bless God. So this has been good. I think that there's a lot more practical stuff that other people are going to be learning for their rhythm and how their rhythm works. And what we're saying here is have a rhythm. Try this. Carve some time out and really zoom out and look at the whole picture of how you're leading people through the preaching ministry of your church. And don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe you can't plan out a whole year. Plan out the next month. Or just look at big sermon series, right? Maybe that's a practical thing to do. Look at Easter of next year and fall of next year and just plan out the series leading up to and on the backside of that. That's four series we're asking you to do. That's fairly doable, don't you think so? So you guys got anything else you want to share as we get ready here? Well, uh, 
So if you are one that plan out with us, it, tell us how you do it. Yeah. So go to our Facebook page. Uh, go to Facebook. Type in Small Church Leadership. And on our Facebook page, share your techniques because I'm always learning, wanting to learn a better way to do That's it. Tr- and if you already have a plan out with some good sermon series material, put it up there. Share I it think I you, can, right. you, can, you can share that document. That's right. Share the document. Share the images. If you've got sermon Notes. bumper videos, whatever it is, share them up, buddy. Put it out there for us. That's good. So they can definitely they can help us out by finding us on yeah, Facebook and, and do that for sure. Yeah, share share how you plan it out, and so we might learn something from that, and our other listeners yeah, might learn. Something I love that. And, and yeah, and and uh, you know the other listeners, you've probably got friends out there that have, have would need something like this. They need some sort of content, some resource, because they're kind of going week to week, going, I don't know what to preach about, yeah. uh, uh, and they've got people screaming in their ear, Hey, you ought to preach more on politics. Uh, because that's so unifying. Right. Uh, so share this this podcast with people because I'm sure that the you've got friends out there that need to hear it. And yeah. you know what? While you're at it, give us a five-star rating. Give us that five-star rating. Leave a review. You know, we don't have a whole lot of reviews, but we need some reviews because the more reviews we get, the the more this thing, this podcast gets to the ears that needs to hear it. So uh, we just ask you to go ahead and, and uh, be kind. Give us a review. Give us a five-star rating. And one of these days, you'll be able to say, I gave them one of their first reviews, and that was we, we've got way back two or three. One of them, I think, was my wife. The other one uh, was, a, was a friend of yours that told you you spell your name wrong. Uh, oh yeah, that was Brian Johnson. Way to go! Yeah, there we go. So I will say this about the when people come up to you and tell you what you should be preaching on. If you have a calendar, here's what you can say. You know, every year I spend about X amount of time really praying and seeking the Lord on what what to share. And this year, I really feel like this is what God has put on our hearts to, to share as a church. So how about this year, you start going on the journey with me, and you can fast, and you can pray with me, and we'll gather around, and we can work together on a sermon series. I'll be on vacation this week, so you can go ahead and go ahead and preach that one. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, seriously, like, that's that's been kind of a thing that I've taken to the next level with our staff, is I used to just go away by myself and figure out the thing. Well, now I'm involving other people in, like, hey. This is kind of where I feel like we're going. What are some things where you feel like God has been speaking to us about our church and where are some areas? And it's been helpful because an unintended consequence is people are going, oh, this takes a lot more work than I thought it was because we make that's, it look like it's easier idea. than it is. And so, yeah, you won't get a lot of those extra requests whenever you have people going, when, when you can look at them and say, hey, man, I've already got this thing planned out. It's like the announcements thing, right? Oh, we already have our announcements already. The deadline's on this time. We can't make your last-minute announcement, so God bless you. This has been good, man. Yeah, I love, I love that idea. This type of stuff. I love that idea, bring that staff on in and uh, well, volunteer staff and have them help out. And, yeah. Well, that's yeah. my next step for me. I want to yeah. maybe talk about this in a podcast. My next step is building a preaching team. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of building a preaching team is not that they can do the mechanics of preaching, but that they can learn what goes behind it, the strategy of the building the calendar. Here's why I think this way. Um, because essentially, I heard somebody say it this way, that eventually the sheep don't just smell the shepherd, but they smell like the shepherd. And so I want to get my team of people, just a handful of kind of creative minds around so they can have the file. When they get, hey, Brian, he's going to be preaching in the fall. We're going to start this new series. And this article goes right with that. They can jump it, drop it in a shared Dropbox or something like that and have multiple people talking. Or a life and experience that illustrates it 
better than what our life Absolutely. experience would illustrate it, then we can share theirs. Yep. And they have opportunity to share. And here's an here's something that I haven't let the cat out of the bag as well either. The people that I'm bringing around the table to do that are going to also be people that will be capable of leading a sermon-based small group because they help write the sermon. They help work yeah. on the thing. What do you mean help write the sermon? That's your job, preacher. My job is to equip the saints for work of ministry. This is an equipping work of ministry. That's so right. that's okay. a, maybe that's behind-the-scenes strategy, something for us to talk about at a later episode. Speaking of a later episode, after you go to Facebook and after you go to give us a review and five-star rating, we want to let you know that we've got a great series coming up next. As we talk with our next series, we're actually going to be looking at what it means to refill your tank emotionally and spiritually. I don't know about you guys. I do know about you guys. You don't ever need to be refilled. Mm. But me... I need Jesus a lot. You guys are so close to Jesus. I am not. I'm just hoping that I get to live in your neighborhood in heaven. I was saying perfect timing because a week outside of Easter, I'm drained still. This last week, I thought maybe I'd get filled up. I am still drained. A week before Easter, I was drained. Yeah. And it ain't filled up. Yet. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, that's a reality. Yeah. We're still having to lead our churches and lead teams and interact with situations that are both positive and negative. And so listeners in small church leadership land, you are not alone. We are dealing with some of the same stuff. And that's why next week we're going to drop our new series out with our first episode. We're going to be talking about how to refill your tank in three areas, body, soul, and spirit. So if you don't like to work out, you might want to skip next week's episode. Or you might want to listen to what the Lord says to you. Hallelujah. Help me, guys. We're going to talk about CrossFit, right? (laughs) (laughs) And black coffee, of course. So, guys, we love you. Listen, we are praying for you and praying for your ministries. Don't do this thing alone. If you're struggling, reach out to us. Reach out to somebody for help. We're here for you. We love you. And until next time, we cannot wait to gather together digitally. This has been the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church, at least prayerfully and hopefully, fulfill the big mission. My name's Brian. I'm Joey. And I'm Colby. And we will see you next time, guys. Bye now.